0: Welcome back to another episode of Red Tinted Glasses and as club football returns this weekend hopefully it is a return of good fortunes for Aberdeen but today's guest on the show Martin from the Killy Shrew podcast will be hoping that it is also a change of fortunes for Kilmarnock. Martin first of all welcome along to Red Tinted Glasses.
1: Thank you for having me on. Um, Yeah uh, it's great to be on and uh, chat football, club football.
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah, because uh, I'm sure you don't want to speak about international football given
1: uh, recent results for, for your national team anyway. No, no, um, it's funnily enough, I spoke on my podcast last night and I do have a soft spot for Scotland, Um, it's hard not to having a wife and a daughter and that, so I'm not one of these England fans, I'm quite pleased that Scotland are doing alright to be fair. Yeah, well, we're recording this
0: on Monday night, so let's hope that Tuesday goes to, goes to Colin <laughs> When with this, this release. We have to edit that, that part out. But as I said, it's the return of club football, and it's also, calm the return of Derek McInnes to Patojie, along with Tony Doherty, Paul Sheeran, Ash Taylor, amongst others. What sort of reception do you think McInnes is in for this weekend? A, a warm reception, given he's you know been our most successful manager in probably our living time of supporting Aberdeen? First of all, I can't believe you left out Gary
2: Woods off that list there. Yeah, well, I noticed he didn't make the bench against Livingston, so that's why. Well, no. um, I'm really not sure. I'm personally not looking forward to seeing Derek Innes back at Potaudry. Um Obviously, you know things didn't end so great, and um, but you know ultimately did win the only trophy in my lifetime, yours as well. I think, Glenn. Possibly, um, or if, if not, then you are definitely not old enough to remember it.
0: Yeah, I think there was the League Cup one, but then, yeah, I wasn't old enough to remember it and definitely
2: not know about Aberdeen at all at that time. Yeah, so I don't know. It'll, it'll be. I think it'll be a very mixed bag. There's, um, I personally, not not particularly big McInnes fan. certainly towards the end of past couple of seasons. So I'm sure there's also many others in the same boat as me, but at the same time, there will be people maybe a bit less fickle than I, uh, mm-hmm. who will maybe choose to remember a little bit more fondly. So I think it'll be... A, a little bit of a mixed one I'm sure you'll get a little bit of stick and it probably depends on how the game's going because if, if we're in control and things are going okay it won't be a problem but if he start, if, if, if Kelly are performing well and you know he's getting all riled up on the touchline then things might turn a little bit sour but it'll be an interesting one and it adds a little bit of spice to the occasion because Aberdeen and Camonic games usually do need something a little bit added in yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. And Martin, we only saw Derek McInnes win one trophy in his time at Aberdeen. Um, a lot of us probably feel he should have won a lot more. It didn't take him long to win one trophy at Kilmarnock, though. How did you feel last season went? Was it as smooth as you expected, or did you feel it was Kilmarnock against the rest of Scottish football, given the, the love affair that everybody was having with our growth?
1: Yeah, there was a, a mixture of both there about what you said, really. And, and to be honest, if it was any other season... I'd have probably been in the boat of wanting our brave to do well, but obviously, yeah. you know, Kilmanaka uh, was stopping them. Um, for me, McInnes was a breath of fresh air. He was. It doesn't matter who was going to come in, but I mean, I, I for me for one, was surprised that we got McInnes in the first place because, let's be honest, he could possibly be managing a, a better side, in, you know, at the time. But he got us back up. Um, I always look at McInnes to so what he did at Aberdeen. Now, when he went to Aberdeen. They were, if I rightly say, were in the bottom six, sort of at the time, weren't really doing anything. Um, And obviously, it helped that Rangers uh, formed a new club, um, which meant that Aberdeen were the second team in in Scotland, you know, so, and then, you know, they were finishing top three, you know, getting into Europe, and all of a sudden, Aberdeen were the sort of big boys outside the, the top two, so to speak, so... So, yeah, I mean, you look at what he'd done there and he he, he was always achieving good runs in the Cup. He'd get into quarterfinals, semifinals. In I just remember McInnes being a pain in the ass. Just, I mean, I've probably out of the teams I've watched Kilmarnock, Aberdeen's the most. So you can imagine which way that result's also gone as well. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, going back to what you sort of say, he was a breath of fresh air. I don't know about you, but... I love listening to McInnes. I just think his interviews are, are, are fantastic. He's, um, in, in some, you know, you know it's, it's a breath of fresh air to Tommy Roy, Let's put it that way. Yeah, I suppose in, in that sense, I can understand it. But I did have to
0: laugh at some of his interviews this season where he thinks that Kamarnick maybe being the better side, but not got the results that they. Um, mm-hmm deserve um from from their play i mean obviously we're only seeing sports scene highlights of Kilmarnock. you're seeing a lot more of the action but it just felt to be quite carbon copy of what we would hear yeah. from McInnes. and obviously as fans we were maybe disagreeing but uh, as i said we only in terms of Kilmarnock this season we don't see as much as you will have done do you, do you kind of agree with those comments from McInnes? because obviously your league form and position
1: maybe suggests otherwise I think he's trying to protect the players because it's a big, it's a new squad. So I don't think his comments are quite true. I do agree that you know he needs to be a bit more honest. But then there's a lot of young boys in the squad. He's maybe trying to protect them because they are on a, a bit of a bad run. And you know, you, the last thing you need is maybe the maybe that's just his way of dealing with it. And hopefully, come the end of the season, we'll see the results swing the other way. Um, we'll talk about that later. But going back to last season. I mean, he had a massive job on his hands because obviously the squad wasn't his, um, and I think just Ash uh, Ash Taylor coming in and <laughs> Kyle Laffey, who's uh, obviously not had a great time recently, but um, and, and you know he um, bringing those two players in that that wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for McInnes. So you know, McInnes has got the sort of people you know that he can bring in. Um, he's got good, obviously. Networks down south that you can respond to, and uh, yeah, he, he got the best out of players that weren't playing well, as well, like Blair Alston, um, as well. They they, they weren't having great games uh, under Tommy Wright, and all of a sudden, you know, they, they, they just managed to do it. I mean, let's put it this way it wasn't pretty, it was horrible to watch, but you know, when you're in the championship, the main aim is just to get promoted and, and start again and, and start with a new squad. And he did say, to be fair, it's going to take two or three transfer windows. So he's in it for the long haul. So, yeah, it's not quite gone to plan so far, but, you know, we had Rangers and Celtic in the first couple of games. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying you want to wipe those out of the way because, you know, you should be able... To, I mean, St. Moen proved that, you know, you can beat the best. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it was a tough start with a new squad of 13 players. Um, and we've probably just had a bit of bad luck, you know, as well, because we've had players coming in at different times. Then we've had players not on the right form as last season, uh, just niggly injuries as well, which is not, we've not really been able to put the right squad out. So I've heard some Aberdeen fans saying McInnes up to his old tricks with uh, the Tombola and changing his team <laughs> every week. But in in defence of McInnes, um, McInnes. he's not had the full strength to choose from until maybe the last game or so so we'll, we'll make judgment on that maybe
0: yeah <laughs> do, do
1: like do like that comment about um
0: and not pretty to watch but gets the job done i think that could be Derek McInnes' personal tagline certainly i think Callum, you'd agree on that in the last couple of seasons of Derek McInnes' time at Aberdeen
2: Yeah. Uh- I'm not sure about getting the job done quite tw- quite towards the end. However, no. uh, I suppose uh, over the spell, that's probably fair. But um, just since you mentioned him, before we do go back to McInnes and Kilmarnock as a whole, Kyle um, Lafferty, interesting character, never, ever been held in high regard by Aberdeen fans for some fairly obvious reasons. But how how did you feel, first of all, about his return to Kilmarnock? And then also, do you then now expect him to be involved uh, this weekend, given recent
1: events, we'll just gloss over it a little bit. Yeah, I've, I've, I've had this. I mean, I'm not gonna, I've had, I had a chat of this on my podcast last night, and I'm, I'm the one of like where he needs to be punished. He needs to. In need, it, the Kilmarnock will do what's right for the best of everyone. Um, whether people see that as the right decision, we, we'll see, but. He should at least be made to come out of a public apology uh, and a fine, and he might get a, a ban, um, possibly. And I think you can't really argue that because, as much as he wasn't representing the club and the, and the nation and the, and the national team in sort of colours, it, it was it was you know he as a professional you kind of do that. You know, let's put it that way. And um, we're trying to cut this sectarian sort of abuse and language at the game of fans. I would say that a lot of Celtic fans pot kettle black because of probably what they say to Rangers and that. So you, you know, when you see all the comments about Kyle, it's just it's just an easy target. Kyle is an easy target, but he doesn't help himself. Um, he, He he needs to stay on the floor a bit more. Uh, off the floor, should I say, a bit more. Uh, Obviously, you mentioned the famous incident against Aberdeen uh, when he uh, got apparently headbutted by uh, Charlie. Um, And then he's done a similar incident against Ayr last season, so his antics don't help. But in the whole, when he's come to Kilmarnock, he's been great. He's been a breath of fresh air. He's put his performances in, the big games. He's turned up. And yeah, there was a bit of a sticky wicket about him coming back. But then, for me, it wasn't just about Kyle. There was more senior players like Alan Power, um, I, I think Tommy Wright just was a bit of a dick. To be fair, excuse my language, but I just uh, I, I'm, you know, Tommy Wright is as his ways, um, and he, you know, he pissed off a few people. Um, so for me, that was my perception of Carl Lafferty coming back. I had no qualms. I knew he would perform under McInnes. Um, and and he certainly did, you know, there was no question about it. This season's a different story. There's been talks about should we have let often that one year contract? Has he gone a season too far? You know, is maybe championship is level now. Um you, you know, he's had a few niggly knocks, which has kept him out. And then obviously this hasn't this has happened. Let's see if he was in good form um this season and been scoring, then and that happened, but fair enough. But the fact that he there's talks of him getting a ban or you know, maybe getting his contract ripped up. I'm not like, see if it was last season, i would be gutted, but this season, I'm not really that fussed because Mm -hmm. it's not going to be a big loss to the sides because we've not really performed well with him anyway. But at the same time, he's probably the best finisher at the club on his day. Um, as well, you know, you would want him to be in the right place at the right time. I just think he hasn't got his head in the game at the minute. So I, I don't really know where Kyle Lafferty's head are, is at the minute. But yeah, I, I don't condone what he did, but it was a setup as well, and it's, he's an easy target, isn't he, Kyle?
0: Yeah, I think that that was one thing that you know when you said it's a, a setup. I think you know Pye and Bovril kind of summed up the the incident well. You can't take away from from what he said when, as you you rightly said, Martin, it's something we're trying to get rid. of rid of in the Scottish game but there's been a lot of incidents this season of fans kind of setting up opposition players I think there was one of a, a Rangers fan doing something to, to Scott Brown at his time in Fleetwood, it's just, there's proper uh, I think to quote um, uh, Pine Borville was Dick Patter, you know, Dick move Potter because it is it's just uh, making easy targets for for some people but Kyle, you know, you're right, he doesn't help himself but you know, I think Callum, like the way I see it as well that you know, Martin says he's not exactly in good form, but you know, he also says he's a big game player. This is a this mm-hmm. is a big game for Kilmarnock. I mean, big game Derek McInnis looking to go back to, to Aberdeen and prove a point. Cause I think it's fair to say things didn't necessarily end on good terms between him and certain people at the club, is all I'll, I'll say on that. I won't name names. But you know, Kyle Lafferty is a big game player. He'd probably thrive off that atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And haven't exactly been prolific in front of goal this season. I think Martin, am I right in saying that Ash Taylor's top goal scorer
1: so far this season? Yeah, he's got two of the three goals. So there you go.
0: Yeah. But with our with our problems defensively, Calum, it's probably is a bit of a relief this you know, form or no form that Kilmarnock will be missing Kyle Lafferty.
2: Yeah, I mean I think so. Regardless of what circumstances is I probably would like to go into any game without him playing because especially at Taudry, it was like when we played against Chris Boyd you just knew he was going to have I say one way or another Um, I, so it's it's kind of kind of one of those so personally I hope he's just not playing uh, regardless of the reasoning just because I know he can cause us a bit of problems and our defence is absolutely shambolic still <laughs> but uh, I think we'll take it back to more you know Series, serious matters? I don't know if that's right phrasing after you know the recent events. But um I was wondering, you know, given the way Aberdeen fans maybe objected to Dennett mcKinnis's style of football towards is it the back end of his uh, time at Aberdeen anyway. Martin, I was just wondering how are you feeling about what you've seen so far? Obviously, you know the team hasn't been quite where he wants it to be yet and I think he had problems with the head of recruitment as well so he's probably not been able to recruit the correct players but it was described as boring basically towards the back end of Aberdeen um, eye bleeding perhaps at times I just wondering if you've seen any signs of that?
1: I didn't know um, it, I mean, let's put it this way, the Celtic game I was really pissed off with <laughs> because Yeah, we lost 5-0 and there's quality all over the pitch, but we just didn't look like trying that day and we played the wrong formation and we tried to be too clever rather than stick to the game plan that we had the previous games um, and during pre-season. So it was a bit of a baffling decision. Um, In Celtic, it made us look like mugs, but then it did please me when Dundee United lost 9-0, so it made me feel a bit better. And then obviously Rangers lost 4-0, so I was like, well, well, that's fair enough. We'll take that. But no, um, even you know that that was a wrong move. Um Dundee United first game I mean we we somehow got a last minute equalizer for Ash Taylor but I don't know how we didn't win that game. Um well saying that Dundee United did play their part. I would say a draw was a fair result in the end. But the Motherwell game I mean it, it, we could have beaten Motherwell mark 4 or 5-1. So there has been some good aspects um and 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 obviously the, the four points we have got we've come from coming behind. Um, which means that we have got the resilience and if you look at the games, apart from Celtic, um, you know, they've all been close games Um, and and we've not been playing brilliant. We've been playing pretty boring at times maybe to some. Um, Some we haven't maybe attacked enough but then it's about having the right players available at the right times. We haven't had Jordan Jones available until literally last week um, who was meant to be the sort of player we need Um, and we haven't got enough pace and obviously we've brought Doijin who's meant to be a, a good threat as well um we'll come to see you know how good he'll be for us but um it's just about getting the right team in the next three or four games now um and it's hard to make a judgment really um because there has been good parts i mean hearts away in the cup you know they didn't have the full strength side but neither did we so there were some good performances there and these and for, for two of the players that they were on loan and got relegated with two sides in the championship last year. So Liam Polworth um, and Ins Cameron, they've both come in and they've done all right. They've been given the chance and Liam Polworth is like a new signing. So McInnes has obviously got a bit of motivation there, I would say. Um, I just think he's just been a bit unlucky really, to be fair with the injuries, but we haven't got hammered. We've just been... Losing games one nil, even Rangers away, we were pretty poor and terrible. Didn't create anything, but we hung on until the last minute, and then obviously conceded the second. So, mm-hmm. I think it's just about getting those attacking players back in and being more of a threat upfield. and And I think the main thing that's missing in the squad really is just confidence, because you know we've scored three goals, and you know if you're not attacking, you're not scoring, and then you're putting more pressure on your defence and your goalkeeper. Um, and that, you know. <laughs> You just need that bit of confidence, an early goal, um, you know, a bit of luck, um, you know, something like that, just to spark the, the the season, really. And I think when that happens, we'll see. Come on, at play a lot better. Um,
0: yeah, it's it's interesting to hear you speak about you know the the injuries and the luck in some of those games because even the. The game against Ross County, which I know had the, the controversy around the, the red cards, and um, obviously still a sore point for you. But it's beggar's belief how you didn't score in that game, let alone you know, have some assistance from the, the incompetence. But if Kilmarnock do gain some confidence and, and get some positive results, um Martin, this season, hopefully starting next week, not this weekend against Aberdeen, where do you see your hopes for Kilmarnock this season? Again, like Aberdeen, you've got a cup quarter final coming up uh, the middle of this month as well. Um, I know Derek McInnes and Billy Brown have got ambitions to have Kilmarnock in the, in the top six. Is this season more of a staying in the division season and then build from that? Or is there hopes in amongst the Kilmarnock support that you can break into that top six this season? Yeah,
1: I know it sounds daft in that, but I was looking at, Previous teams like Dundee United and Hearts and where they've gone to, and I was looking at that bounce ability of the high of winning the league, and um, you know, I was just hoping that we would get a decent result to start the season off, but it didn't quite pan out like that. But I, di- I always said that if we were to finish sixth, you know, and sneak in that top six position, um. And get on a good cup run, get to a quarter final or semi final, like we pretty much have. You know, I'll be happy with that because that's progress. Um, under when we were last time, and, and a bit of um, bit of consistency going forward into the the new season, uh, into next season. Sorry, um, I still think we can do it. I know it sounds daft. We've lost five out of seven games, and we're not scoring. But I mean, you've got to remember Ross County hadn't won a game. Yeah. Uh, up until mid-October, I think it was. I think yeah. they got literally a couple of points or something, and then all of a sudden they ended up top six. And I think, right, I'm saying they beat you away, didn't they, to get top six? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, uh, and uh, no, that. that but, but, yeah. um, but, you know, what I mean, it, it goes to show that, you know, um, apart from Rangers and Celtic last season and, and Hearts, which were obviously then another gap, but then between fourth and um, the, the probably the I think it was the bottom maybe I don't think I think it was like a two the two at the bottom were having a bit of a battle themselves mm-hmm. like Rangers and Celtic were. But between um, tenth and fourth, it was like a little mini league, and anyone could have finished anywhere. And I mean, you know, Ross County got in the top six, and then when the points tallied up on the split, they would have ended up finishing in the bottom half. You know, it's just. Um, but the points were so, so close and Motherwell, I think they're a prime example, they sneaked it in the last seconds at Livingston in, and yeah. in Europe. So uh, for me, I just think the aim is if you still got an opportunity of getting that top six come the last couple of months of the season, that should be the aim. And it still should be the aim. There's no reason why we can't. We've had a bad start, but you kind of keep losing all season yeah. uh, again. There's not, we can't be as bad as what we were last time. Um you know, with the resources of players that we've got and the manager who's got the know how, um, you know, to, to really dig deep when it matters. And yeah, it may not mm-hmm. be pretty, but it's sometimes it's about getting that result. And at the end of the day, if I walk out of a Rugby Park or an away game and, and we got three points, I'm not thinking about the performance. Um, I'm just thinking about what a result that was, however lucky we are, you know. So, um, yeah, well, I, the way I look at it is, probably look at it around the end of November time Well, I'm saying that's the World Cup isn't it?
0: Yeah but I think when we, we spoke about that Martin on, on last week's episode in Calum it's a, a fair point that, that Martin makes about how kind of close the league is just now you know I think it's six points we've got on and it just now but dependent on the result this weekend that, that could close it could stay the same or, but I think November probably is going to be a fair gauge for most teams to see where they are and, and kind of evaluate their options and you know, Kilmarnock fans will maybe retain hope of top six and more, but Calum, obviously we've got hopes of top three, top four finishes this season. And I think really that this is the sort of games, the home games, you know, Martin says it's all that matters is the three points. But I think from what we've seen of Aberdeen this season, I think we would want both the three points and a bit more of a convincing performance, especially... Um, if we aren't going to be assisted by a red card um, on
2: Saturday, I know make a change, but in performance, and not being assisted by a red card. But I think we are sort of crying out for that. And in terms of you know the way Kilmarnock have, have started the season, been a newly promoted side. You, it, on paper, it might look like sort of an ideal fixture to get those things in. Um, you know, Ash Taylor has probably been the best player this season. Uh, now I've said that. He'll probably have the game of his life back in, um, which would be just typical. But you know, we—I think this is this is the type of game we should be taking by the scruff of the neck, taking by the scruff of the neck, rather taking control, going at them, and going for the kill at home. And hopefully, we can, you know, ideally keep a clean sheet, which seems impossible uh, for the most part for us, and uh, get a good performance and uh, get us happy, lift our spirits a little bit after uh, the last few results.
0: Yeah, a clean sheet would certainly back up Jim Goodwin's claims this evening of Calrose um forcing himself into the Netherlands squad ahead of the World Cup. Where, where do you stand on that? Because I'll have whatever Jim was having this weekend if that's where he thinks. That yeah, I think,
2: I think Ryan Porteous has really got to him and he's completely lost <laughs> the plot. Um, not quite sure where that claim has came from. Uh, totally bonkers. I, I don't even have that much to say on it because it's that ridiculous. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'll agree there. You said you know it's maybe ideal um, this weekend, and you know games aren't won on paper stats, um, are like scripts to quote Abby, um, but Kilmarnock maybe are the ideal opposition. And uh, Martin, you you might want to close your ears for this because it's no wins in eleven for the for the Ayrshire side against Aberdeen in all competitions, and no wins in nine uh, league meetings between between the two. So. I mean, most of them did come under Derek McInnes, admittedly, for us. But it, with with Martin saying maybe the Kilmarnock side are lacking a bit of confidence, Callum, it is something that we can exploit. And we know what boyan has been like at home as well this season. Um, although hopefully he finds the right net this time after his mishap against Georgia um, a couple of days ago.
2: Yeah, I mean as I say, all those stats do point in the correct direction for us. And, um, you know, fingers crossed we can, you know, extend that. But with all that being said, I am extremely nervous about the fact that most of those wins come under Derek McInnes, if not all those in that 11 game stretch stretch. And he's the manager in the opposite dugout Mm -hmm. now. It's, Pretty terrifying, but as you say, you know if Boyan can be firing at home because he seems to have gone missing away from home, and uh, hopefully if he's partnered with Duke as well, uh, mm. which is what I'd like to see happen, I think uh, then we should be all right and uh, have enough about us certainly going forward uh, to get us over the line, if not defensively, because oh, it's scary back there.
0: Yeah, and I suppose I think we will see Duke retain his place in the starting eleven given his. Positive performance in that forty-four minute cameo. I think it's safe to call it at Easter Road. But defensively, there's question marks over the selection. What do we do? You know, to go back to Paul Donaldson's comments in our live last week about how we effectively lost three players at the red card. Do you think Jim Goodwin will move Ross McQuarrie back into to midfield, and does Dante go into there in in midfield, and? Or do we trust Jack Milne, Jack McKenzie
2: in there at left centre back? I hope he trusts Jack Milne. However, I have a funny feeling he absolutely will not, and we will see uh, the big American in the middle of the park. Which, mm, not, it's a tough one because the games he's been chucked in this season have been her- horrendous situations, and mm-hmm. he's probably had little to no preparation for a lot of them. And it's fair to say that's shown. Maybe a game against Kilmarnock at home. Again, no disrespect to Kilmarnock, but um, at home when you're expected to be on the ball for the most most time, a chance to maybe control it, see what he can do. Uh, mm. You know, We've all seen the compilations from his college days uh, in America of his passing range. Maybe, maybe this is the kind of game where he is going to come in and start through scales suspension, not going to be too against it, but I would like to see Jack Mill at centre-back. Uh, on, on the other side of that coin because he's highly thought of it, it, if he's not going to get a chance uh, in a league game at home against Kilmarnock when's he going to get the chance at Aberdeen this season? Is there any point of him <laughs> being there at all? Yeah, I can
0: see that side of the argument but against an experienced striker in Christian Doidge it's gonna, that would be a tough test for me for Jack Milne Jack McKenzie's got that bit more premiership experience but you're right if you're not going to throw them in when
2: does he get that experience? I can see both sides of that argument. I feel like Jack McKenzie is probably more likely to get ragdolled by Christian Dodge than uh, than Jack Milne. And remember remember Scott McKenna's performance when he came in against Louis Moult, who, let's be honest, was on far better form than Christian Dodge was, yeah. uh, is currently, sorry. And look at the way how he dealt with it. Not saying they're going to have the same career, go on the same trajectory or whatever, but he was a highly thought of young centre-back that Aberdeen once upon a time came in uh, when we had little to no other option uh, and look how it went.
0: Yeah, true. And Milne would also have the height advantage over McKenzie in terms of dealing with Deutsch in that situation as well. But Martin, for Kilmarnock, you spoke about returns for, for Jordan Jones so also noted that Zach Hemmings returned in goals. I'm sure a very welcome return for yourself um, in between the sticks. But Ash Taylor as well, I, I think, am I right in saying he's due to return from his suspension from that game the red card that he picked up against Hibs this weekend as well. How important is it to have him back in the, the centre of defence
1: for Kilmarnock? No questions asked. Ash Taylor is a leader. Um, the only problem with Ash Taylor is he hasn't got obviously the pace. Like So he does need that support behind. And and the boy we've got from Rangers, Lewis Mayo. We got him and it was quite exciting because he got player of the year at Partick last year. He was Mm -hmm. in the championship team of the year and I thought, this is great. But my God, he's been probably at fault for two or three of the goals. So I pray that he isn't playing because he was the reason why Ash Taylor got sent off as well because Mm -hmm. he was meant to go for the man and then decided, oh no, I'll leave it. So Ash Taylor had no option but to go and try and get the ball but i don't know why ash taylor just didn't let him shoot and score because like the worst that happens is they keep uh, that we concede or he saves it you know but to do that and after 10 minutes was crazy but mm. apart from that yeah i mean having him back um you know because he's just yeah he's got the two goals a season but i think in since he's coming in january He's got six goals in 14 games or 15 games, something ridiculous like that.
0: He also gives uh, you an option up front as well if you're if the game's still in the balance. Costume. Yeah, yes. you,
1: you, you, you took, but the thing is, you, you've got to play to your strengths at the end of the day. Um, you're not going to be blessed for the same budget as certain teams in the mm. league. And uh, For me, yeah, okay, we do play the long ball at times, but at the end of the day, if it's effective and it, you know you, you've just got to play to your strengths and 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 some teams aren't gonna the opposition team aren't, aren't gonna like that but um it is what it is um we i don't like the fact celtic have loads of money every week to spend on whoever and just sit on the bench but that's the way it is yeah. so you know if it means we play that long ball and we put ash taylor up top near the end of games um you know to win the battle then yeah because i mean it's it's not just the, it's, i mean, I like the fact he's got Doig in there, who's a tall player. You know, he's good in the air. He's got Ash Taylor who can win the flick-ons. Uh, so there's a lot of height in in there for set pieces. And yeah, I mean, you know, even the likes of Lafferty as well. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: you talk about you know you're talking about your defenders and who should play at the back and that. But yeah, I suppose that's a um or you know something to think about there.
0: Yeah, that's actually, I never really thought about that kind of threat that you'd possess from set pieces, although I know Deutsch didn't quite have his radar firing in that chance he had late on against Livingston. Do you think there's a bit of pressure on Christian Deutsch um, going into this game, just with the fact that you said, you know, it's only a handful of goals scored this season that he really needs to kind of pick up a bit of form?
1: Um, no, not really. I just think he's just getting used to playing with the team. At the end of the day, strikers can score goals and yeah, he had that one chance, but you know, he had one chance. See if he has been missing about five or six of them then they will be really pissed off. But mm-hmm. I mean, I think in that game in the first half, we had no shots on goal, none on target, obviously. Second half, we had three on goal, one on target, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. what is your striker meant to do? Um, yeah, okay. Deutsch isn't your typical striker who's going to run around chasing every ball, you know. So you do need your creative players doing stuff, and yeah, having Jordan Jones maybe starting would be ideal because for me, he he is the, the is going to be the difference in the in the coming weeks. Um, Fraser Murray as well. Just don't know what's going on with him at the minute. Was one of our best players last season. Got seven goals and eight assists. Um, so you know, one of our most creative players last season. Um, but it's just not quite got a run in the team this year. Um, so yeah, it's just play. That this is this is the problem at the minute. Players aren't on the right form. The the confidence is not there. The, it's just a catalogue of things at the minute. And I just think it takes something like going to Aberdeen, where we've got probably the one of the worst records against any other team. Um, mm-hmm. And I just think it's. I know this is going to sound mad. Like, see see if we had a okay record against Aberdeen. And we were doing okay this season. I'd probably maybe put a draw or defeat, but the fact that we're going there, its odds are all against us. Mm. Everyone is going to predict Aberdeen to win. You know, even Kilmarnock fans will be thinking Aberdeen mm. are going to win. But I'm trying to be positive and just look at trying to always try and find a positive for something. I just think we will go there and get a bit of luck. I bet, you know, whether it's an own goal, um, you know, a, a dodgy red card, a, a penalty, you know, something like that, just to really sort of. Um, give us the boost and, and, and the thing is I think it, if, if we were to win we have to score first because mm-hmm. McInnes will know from his experience of time at Patoggi that what the crowd are like so he'll know how to get his players to react to the crowd maybe at certain points in the game or I, I don't know because he's been there for so long and Aberdeen from what I've seen in the past can sometimes get a bit on their backs but
0: mm-hmm.
1: we are the same I mean we, we are exactly the same as well mm-hmm. in that respect so every club is like that so yeah. I think that may play a bit of advantage in, in in the weekend
2: It would be the ultimate irony if Kilmarnock led by Darren do go 1-0 up up and at the amount of times we slandered him for not going for the kill uh, and using his infamous game management to try and hold on to a lead if he does go on and manage to do that that would be the ultimate irony and I would not be surprised in any way, shape, or form if that is what happens.
0: Yeah, I like how you also put game management in inverted commas for those not watching the, the video on, on YouTube as well. But yeah, it would be um, very typical, I think, just on the back of what Martin said there, that it is almost a 1 nil masterclass for scoring an early goal, sitting and defend the lead. And I think, you know, it's a calm, you know, on that point that Martin makes. We spoke about it a little bit about maybe the pressure Jim Goodwin could come under this month if fixtures or sorry results don't go according to plan. And you know, as Martin says, Aberdeen fans, Kilmarnock fans, this this does have the potential to be a coupon buster if there is not three points, as many would predict for the home side. Does that then, if Kilmarnock do take the lead, just add that little bit of pressure and You know, question marks around what what our squad is capable of.
2: It could indeed be spooky season uh, for Jim Goodwin if the first first game of uh, October does not go well. However, I hope that if we do go 1-0 down, or regardless, if it takes us a while, sort of 20 minutes, half an hour, it's still 0-0, it takes a while to break down uh, Kilmarnock, that we do stick to the plan. We saw... What, happens, what happened up at Ross County, okay, we ended up chucking away the lead, but we stuck to the plan. We kept a mm-hmm. calm. We didn't start just hoying balls forward for absolutely no reason. We still tried to play football and make things happen. And thankfully, a moment of magic uh, from Duke sort of bailed us out to a degree. So I hope we can sort of stick to that. And it is annoying with it being Dent McInnes because he'll know, as Martin mentioned, exactly how to play it at Pataudry. So I just hope that the players are up for it and I mean ideally we start off super fast and, and we we take the lead early but they, mm-hmm. they need to stick to the game plan and you know stick to what they've been training in all week learn from Hibs as well most importantly to um, and hopefully we'll have enough to get, get us over the line I've gone from wanting a fantastic performance to now just taking anything yeah. it's, it's amazing what these podcasts do to you as you go through all these little bits
1: did, did I know you're do you remember the uh, time we did beat you though under Clark, and the, it was a dodgy red card for five minutes? That's the sort of lock I'm on about.
0: Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, and that's and, 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 that's, that's,
1: and, and that's the thing is you could you could look stats in the face and that we've not scored away from home. Uh, the odds are Aberdeen are going to win. You know, but all it takes is for a dodgy ref to give a record. We know what refs are like. Mm. Um, it might be a penalty. We score then that means we've got something to hold on to and it means that Aberdeen will have to attack more, change the game and we can exploit with the pace of maybe Jordan Jones and it's just stuff like that that could happen so you never know how the game could pan out or like you say, you could just really go for us and we could crumble uh, like we have done in the past under certain games. So it's...
0: (laughs) Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, When you say Jordan Jones hopefully starts, who do you see that being in place of because is that someone like Rory McKenzie instead because Rory McKenzie is a player who maybe doesn't set the heather on fire but he can be quite a niggly player and, and just pop up with with a moment to you know pass
1: a through ball or or take that pop shot from distance Yeah no, I mean Rory McKenzie for me needs to start because he's not the most gifted footballer yet has scored some great goals but mm. what he will give you is 110% he will run about it's not pretty but it's effective at times against certain teams and mm. uh, if you've got ball players in the middle um, you don't want to be giving them time on the ball so for me rory mckenzie alan power they're the sort of players that will try and break up the play. So you need both of them playing it's funny you talk about a player that's got a shot in them so for me i like to see mackenroy playing this more natural position mm-hmm. in the in the free in the middle because he does like to get a shot away um so now nah, for me jordan jones i mean danny armstrong's come in did all right he got the winner had a very good game but he's still has moments which frustrate me. So, and unless you know, Jordan Jones is a better player. So, it'd mm-hmm. be for Danny Armstrong.
0: Yeah, and you know, Calm said, you know, hopefully, Irene learned from Hibbs, and I'm I'm assuming, Calm, you meant learn from our own performance um, at Easter Road. Yes, I can see you nodding in agreement. But I also took from that learn from what Hibbs did to Kilmarnock at Easter Road as well. When you said, you know a positive start, a fast start because, Martin, I, f- I felt that that's what Hibbs did to you, kind of got in behind and really put a lot of pressure on that defence early on, a lot of pace and uh, a good high press but, you know, you mentioned the Rangers' result um, at Ibrox where, you know, it was a, a very sturdy performance and it was, you know, the second goal was very late on. Do you think McInnes will kind of look to that, that performance at Ibrox and Go for something similar in terms of sitting in and frustrating Aberdeen or given the, the fact that Aberdeen have got our own issues defensively and you know we've seen how teams have exploited the McCrory and Stewart partnership, that, that he might try and look to do that and then go back to sitting on, as you said, give Kilmarnock something to hold on to.
1: Yeah, I mean he's got different players available now to what he had to that game, so there will be a slight change in that. And I think for me personally, I think we will look to soak up a lot of pressure, not have the possession, but I think we'll have more of a chance of counter-attacking with the pace in the side now, and then if you know with dodge up top. You know, maybe getting the knockdowns for the likes of Jordan Jones to run onto, or uh, if Fraser Murray was playing this. Uh, so yeah, I think it'll be maybe similar in some aspects, but not in an attacking sense. I do think that McInnes, you know, he's, he 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 won't be looking at this, wanting to go in like the Rangers game. Mm-hmm. He will want to look and attack and and try and frustrate the crowd because, again, like I said before, he knows what the crowd are like. So he will want to, you know get the the crowds um, frustrated early doors. No. Um, so I think he will try and play a more attacking game. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the, the two sides
0: pan off against each other because, Calm, I think, you know, i, I seen today that the, the Richard Donald stands sold out with the, the most number of Don's Day out attending. So, you know, certainly a crowd there that, we could hopefully retain and or, you know maybe encourage to come back with a, with a positive performance. So again, something there that that we can certainly look to to use. And I think that would certainly you know positive performance three points especially would mm. would encourage people to to come back. Let's hope that we, as you say, learnt have learnt from Hibs and yeah we see something positive on the pitch and ultimately coming away with three points um, would would certainly help that matter as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we can dick about with um, kickoff times as much as we like. If we're not putting forms on the pitch, people still won't be interested. So hopefully uh, we we can start off October with with a bang and um, maybe encourage people to come back and also set us up well for a very important month, um, which, yeah, I, I can't tell if I'm looking forward to seeing how it going or not or terrified because... There was points like this last season where we thought this is a huge month. This could make or break it. And yeah, we all know what happened then.
0: Yeah, we do. But it's been good to kind of sit down this Monday evening and look forward to club football coming back. Martin, Killy Shrew View podcast thank you very much for um, joining us to give us an excellent insight into uh, all things Kilmarnock and just give us a a shout out to maybe Kilmarnock fans tuning into this episode and maybe Aberdeen fans wanting a bit more of an in-depth thought into what you had on the, the Kyle Lafferty incident as we've been
1: calling it where where can people tune into your own podcast uh, yeah, so it's uh, sloping and Um And also, um, obviously, uh, Aberdeen fans should follow the Forever and Ever podcast as well, which is done by Paul and uh, Callum. So it's a really good podcast to follow. Um, so they should follow that. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's been great to be on. Hopefully, uh, I'll be smiling come Saturday. Um, I am, like I say, I'm sticking with my prediction from our podcast uh, for the simple fact that I just think we need that bit of luck. If it was another time of the season maybe not but um, I'm going for a 2-1 to Killie.
0: Mm.
1: Well, I think it's going to be
0: I, I think, think we're going to get a that clean sheet uh, I don't know why I think that given our centre back but I'm going to go for a 2-0 win for the home side Callum what, what's your thoughts? What
2: a ridiculous thing to say we're going to keep a clean sheet <laughs> I'm going to go out there uh, 3-2 I think uh, you know we are, we are um, sometimes a, a bit free scoring at home albeit usually helped with an opponent's red card but defensively uh, we all know what's possible and I feel like Ash Taylor is bound to score Um, but whether it's in his own net or not I don't know yet so you know we'll we'll stay tuned we're really excited to see Ash Taylor kind of you know yeah I suppose you know it's interesting he said wonder what uh, reception
0: um, McInnes will get it'll be interesting to see what reception Ash Taylor gets as well you know uh, a marmite sort of player, I think, amongst the the Aberdeen fans. I certainly um, appreciated what he did at his time. Uh, I know others thought maybe we could do better, but we can. We've seen what we've been doing at centre back so far this season. But if we do, if I do miss a five goal thriller for the American football, no pressure on you keeping notes on everything that's happened didn't even think about
2: that uh i hope it's nil nil just so it's nice and easy <laughs> yeah.
1: I'll, take nil- I'll
0: take a no i'll take a no no
2: yeah
0: yeah yeah well perfect martin callum thanks very much for your contributions on this episode thank you to all of you who have tuned in either via audio or video if you have been watching on youtube remember to leave a like and a comment with your thoughts ahead of this weekend's game and if you're listening as well hit that subscribe button to make sure you don't miss out on future episodes thank you very much for tuning into red tinted glasses until next time
2: ciao